0: want to know where this is going, Billy. In the garbage. Right into the freaking garbage.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 400 of T-Shirt Joe's Fast Custom Podcast Sponsored by DWN Productions here at boygob.com. What were you drinking there, PP?
0: Yeah, I'm drinking a peach wheat from our good friends over at Shiner, who uh, we're in negotiations with to sponsor this show. But we'll see. We'll see. We don't want to sell out, so we might tell them just to go fuck themselves know, want to get that fuck in early, you know, within the first minute of the show, bump up these views a little bit, you
1: know. And I just want to say, for the record, I have no connections or have been in no talks with the Spatzel Brewing Company. Is that it?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called.
1: Uh, been at this nine years, Joe.
0: It's a long time, man. But it's yeah. all paid off. You
1: know? <laughs> well, hello, listener. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. We just can't admit defeat. I think that's the... Oh, no, we got YouTube now. We got the abilities to chop it up. That'll do something. I don't know how to bring the numbers in.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think YouTube just teases us once in a while. Hey, let's throw this out there where people will see it or click on it and something that way they don't give up on us you know and then it goes back down to hey 19 views hey <laughs> you know
1: mm. yeah uh i just did a uh, a good old bonus boy guy on the new uh terror vision slashers blu-ray yeah i don't think i'm gonna do standalone blu-ray reviews anymore i don't feel like i don't think i could feel like a bigger fucking dork if i fucking tried i'd sit here reviewing goddamn blu-rays by myself what a piece of shit i am
0: (laughs) i noticed that today when i was reading old spider-man's hey tom put a new video up Hey, Slashers, I thought he talked about that not too long ago. It's, oh, it's a vinegar syndrome thing. Okay.
1: See, this is the fucked up thing, Joe. I thought I talked about that not too long ago, too. And so I went to the old letterbox to see what I rated it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was it was not rated?
0: Well, and I then think I- you typed it in. Maybe that was... <laughs> Your drunk nights, or something, because you definitely <laughs> talked about it.
1: No, no, I, I understand. So I searched the old uh, podcast feed at boygob.com two years ago.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm fine, man. Uh, I dig that movie, but I don't dig it enough to buy a vinegar syndrome uh, slipcase or whatever the fuck they did with it. Uh, I'm not even well, interested is- in special features with it, you know, but it. I'm good with my DVD. Whenever I come across that, I'll watch it again and I'll keep it, you know? I think it's been, shit, like, nine, ten years since I've seen it, so who knows?
1: Yeah, it's about how old the movie was. I think it said 2021 came out, DVD 2022, so...
0: Yeah, that was one of the ones I bought from, like, fucking uh, a Hollywood video, you know? The four for 20 or whatever, when they used to sell them like that, yeah. So that was one of the rare good ones that I got, I guess.
1: And I fucking hated that shit when I first, excuse me, rented it from there. It was weird. like, Yeah, fuck all this goofy shit. It's supposed to be horror. I don't want all this goofy shit a couple of years later. It's fucking all I want. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's totally weird. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, just uh throw it out there terror vision left vinegar syndrome you see so now they're on their own Hmm. i just want to make that known just so now they're like i guess a little guy trying to come up so they want to be known that they're separated i'll let it be known but uh you know they've put out some all right shit nothing i've bought until now but just seeing it was like oh, all right like that Linnea Quigley horror workout—that's yeah. worth a watch for the novelty. But there's no way I'd buy the Blu-ray of that shit.
0: So uh, they put that out on uh, on vinyl, you know. I guess the music or whatever. And yeah, I almost clicked on that to say hey, that's a novelty. And then I, what the fuck are you thinking, Joe? You haven't fucking paid your taxes yet. Just hold up, you know, hold up. So you go see the tax man, you know, mm. but you know, cause they did a, a lot of good shit coming out, but I'm trying not to spend money. Of course, you know, the, uh, the soundtrack for Godzilla minus whatever that was a uh, pre-order too. And it's like 50 bucks. Fuck. But I'll eventually get it. It's just, I can't do it right now. So sorry. Vinegar syndrome. Sorry. Terror vision. Sorry. Mondo records and death waltz and all you guys, I can't be spending no money on that shit right now.
1: Yeah, it is uh, not a good time to buy stuff. Luckily, I pre-ordered this back in October. <laughs> so, finally, people say, oh, it takes vinegar syndrome long to ship. I mean, you'll get it the next month. Mm. this four months later, which is fine. Shit happens.
0: Yeah, it's not like you were in a rush to watch it or anything, you
1: know? No, but it's a it's a solid disc for sure. I didn't mention it, but I think I paid 30 shipping. Like I went to look to see how much it was, and then I seen that there was an option to get it without the slip cover. And in my head I was like, You motherfuckers. And the pre-order, you could only choose between like slip covers, there's two different kinds. There wasn't a slip cover, and I said, oh, you fucking pieces of shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, they had some uh, movies out of Mexico recently, too, that they announced that I wanted to order or pre-order or whatever. But nope, can't do it. syndrome. <laughs> 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 I just can't do it right now. I'm looking for more expenses from last year. I'm digging through every fucking you know, backpack and jacket. You know, just, Maybe I put a fucking meal ticket here and, you know... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just fucking typed in all my, uh, excuse me, (coughs) deductibles this morning. So now there's just like the Amazon and eBay stuff. I just got to go and actually see what that was and and start putting it in the old TurboTax. But, you know, I've been telling you this for years. Maybe this will be the year that it sticks, Joe. But uh, pay estimated taxes quarterly. So you're yeah. not shitting your pants when, you know, all this money is due at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. You might even get some back, Joe. I got money back last year. I was shocked.
0: Yeah, that was recommended to me by the person that did our accounting last year, too. But what do you do? I mean, how much do you send usually? Per
1: quarter? Uh, you do it through TurboTax, and then you get these little ticket gimmicks. And it will be like, this is your estimated tax for uh, this coming quarter, in this quarter. And it says the dates that it's due by. Oh, but if you want to, yeah, like that'll give you the estimated. You could make more. You could make over. I always go through my stuff and like see how much I made and then a rough estimate of my deductibles. And then I send them that. I usually scratch out whatever's printed on the paper and write my own and then send them a check.
0: Well, I'll ask you more questions about this later, so we don't bore our viewers with fucking uh, thinking they're out on tap.
1: No, I'm sure it's good information for at least one person listening out of the 13.
0: Maybe. Uh, No, plus, uh, I watched a lot of shit, so we should probably get to it, Tom. And uh, I guess I'll start us off, because I went ahead and, as I said, I dove into that box set, you know, that I paid for. And I have the receipt for it and all that, too. Uh, this is this... Well, it says it, but that it doesn't say the name of the goddamn movie on here. You know, this is the... Okay, the movie is At Midnight, I'll Take Your Soul. Okay, so this was the first Coffin Joe movie. It was Brazil's first horror movie. You know, they... Uh, I don't know if horror just wasn't a thing or... They had laws against it, but this guy, went and made a little movie, and uh, he had connections in the theater world, so he got it screened, and it was a sensation, you know. But I'll get to that in a little bit. The movie is about this guy that's a—he's uh, a mortician, you know. He's got a funeral home, he does all that shit. But the town, the populace of the town he lives in, they fear him, Tom. Cause he's uh, anti-social and sacrilegious, you know. Like on Lent, he's there fucking eating a leg of lamb, you know, and just kind of waving it at the fucking procession of people carrying crosses and candles in the streets. Hey, fuck y'all! I'm eating lamb. How you like that, you sons of bit So he's evil, Tom. You know, he's got long fingernails, and uh, when he gets mad at people looks at him, he stares on him, and it closes in the eyes, and the eyes start getting all bloodshot and everything. And, uh, well, his wife, Tom, his wife is, uh, I guess you would say barren, you know? She can't have kids. She's not a real woman, is what it is, Tom. So, he's like, well, you know, I gotta have, you know, my legacy live on, you know, through my children, and this bitch can't give me a kid. So what's he do? kills her you know and he's got like one friend in town they one guy that kind of likes hanging out with him or tolerates his bullshit and everything and he wants to have that guy's chick so he kills that guy and uh rapes that chick you know and thinks hey that's it i knocked her up with my coffin joe's sperm you know i'm sure she's gonna have a boy but she fucks him over by hanging herself tom she kills herself you know, the people in the town are, like, real pissed off, but they're scared of him. You know, every time he goes in the bar, he kicks somebody's ass, but he does it in a sacrilegious way. Like, one guy stands up to him, you know, he's like, ah, we had enough of your shit, Coffin Joe. You know, we're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. So, Coffin Joe grabs a cross, or not a cross, a crown of thorns off of this Jesus thing they have there, shoves it in that guy's face, you know. Fuck yeah. He's a cold-blooded motherfucker, Tom. And, uh, well, the thing is, he doesn't believe in God. He do not believe in the devil. But this gypsy told him, Oh, I saw how you. you're going to die. The ghosts are going to kill him and kill you at midnight. They'll take your soul. And, oh, shit, he's walking home one night. Oh, you know, oh, me you know, tengo miedo. And, uh, yeah, he's all scared of these fucking ghosts he's seeing. And, you know, they just scare him to death, Tom. And he just fucking dies there at the end. So that's it. That's the end of Coffin Joe. We will never see another movie from him because he clearly died at the end of this movie. I love this shit. This shit's so fucking fun and just, uh, he's just a vile, sorry son of a bitch. But, uh, so we got new artwork here from some guy named Butcher Billy or something. And, uh, it's reversible and the other side looks just as bad. A little better, but, uh, it's like, man, I don't know what side I want. Neither one, I guess. It'll stay in the box and I won't have to see it. Okay, so, also, got a little funeral card, you know, his business card, I guess. You know, that's a pretty cool little gimmick. But what am I going to do with that shit? You know, cards of the reversible thing. I think this was the original poster. Why that's not on one of these things, why I can't reverse it to this, I don't know. Uh... Even better, like a little fucking thing like that. These little kind of postcard type things. And then you get 90 days free of whatever streaming service they're trying to push on you. Yeah, not going to do that. But uh, hey, I already bought your thing, man. Right? Quit trying to squeeze me for more money. So extras, Tom. I watched the goddamn extras. How about that? It does have a commentary with Coffin Joe, but I didn't listen to that. Because I just watched the movie and I don't speak Portuguese. You know, I don't even have a rude American. You know, Portuguese is a weird ass language. It's like French and German and fucking Spanish. So every like 13th word I'll understand, hey, he just said house, you know? So didn't do that because I didn't want to watch the movie all over again. But I did, uh, they have something on here called Coffin Joe's. Sadean underworld. I say, all right. What's this? What's this? It's a fucking essay that they just show clips from the movie, and this—you know—it's an essay by a uh, a film scholar, Tom. So, what do you think they're saying here? You know.
1: Hello, my name's David Shaw, and I'd like to talk to you about one of my favorites, Coffin Joe.
0: It's kind of, it's a chick. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Turn it off. Burn the disc.
0: uh, (laughs) So, this brings to mind, of course, the works of uh, Marquis de Sade. And what Coffin Joe, Jose, Hotel is trying to do is talk to us about the fascism. That's, you know, all this shit that's just bullshit. That has nothing to do with fucking anything. It's like, hey, has she ever listened to anything about Coffin Joe? Because he didn't give a shit. He wasn't trying to make a political statement. He was making a movie about some vile motherfucker. You know, he wanted to shock people. He wasn't trying to enlighten anybody. So, yeah, these these film fucking scholars, man, they are fucking so up their own asses. They're full of shit. Uh, Yeah, got through that shit. After that, there is a documentary called Damned. The Strange World of José Mojica Marín's. And uh, this is a lot of uh, uh, archival, as they like to say, interviews with the the guy that created was Coffin Joe. He's talking a lot about the censorship that he went through with some of the later movies. He's talking to uh, a guy that wrote a lot of the old uh, later shit for him. And they go into this guy's office. This guy has a crazy ass book collection. It's just like a fucking warehouse of all kinds of shit. And it's all, like, he's got this whole section of comics, you know, that uh, that I guess are in Brazilian or whatever the fuck. And then they talk about the guy that was his uh, cinematographer. But I like to call him the camera dude, you know, the guy that would film shit. And as they're talking more and more, they start to talk about an early film that they did, which was just fucking bestiality. <laughs> and, About a chick chick getting fucked by a dog. She's doing this to make her man jealous. And the cinematographer is, oh, yeah, old... You know, I forgot what he said the dog's name. He's like, that's the best actor I've ever worked with. You know, he was just, you know, so intense, so loving in his attentions with this woman. Yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, I wanted to buy that dog, but the the owner wouldn't let me have him. And uh, So anyway, the thing with that movie, the guy that she's getting jealous he decides to fuck a mule you know to get back at her it's like wait a minute this get what what the fuck so this kind of changes my whole opinion of this coffin joe shit you know uh i don't know because it seems like he was just making fucked up porn to make a buck or something but yeah this was uh enlightening this was not some shit i'd heard before uh yeah, I guess uh, old fucking Arrow didn't promote that. You know, from the guy that made the dog fucking movie. You know? <laughs> weird. Fucking weird, man. Uh, and then there's some uh, some clips of some early films that he did, but they look all shitty. And uh, he's just talking about, you know, like how he got people to be in it and everything. Oh, and speaking of which, the transfer on this movie, the... At midnight, I'll take your soul. This doesn't look any better than what I remember from the DVD. I don't, I don't, there wasn't a recognizable Blu-ray quality improvement to it. So, I don't know, man.
1: Does it say anything on the back? Like, new 2K scan from the inner positive shoved up my ass.
0: It says brand new 4K restoration from a 35mm introspective and a 35mm print. It didn't look all that hot, you know? I mean, it doesn't look like shit, but I don't remember the DVD looking like shit either. So, I don't know. We'll see. Next week, I'll be talking about Disc 2, which features the second part of the original Coffin Joe trilogy. I'm hoping no animals were hurt during the filming of any of these movies.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of this fucking shit uh, before them announcing this set, so. Yeah, I have.
0: Uh... Yeah, before, like, they did a set in, uh, when Best Buy carried everything, you know, when Anchor Bay was doing everything, there was a set that was in the shape of a coffin, and it had that original trilogy, and it had, because this guy was huge, you know, he had, a, like, a TV show, and they made comics about him, and they had, like, mini uh like reprints of the comic in that set, and that shit was cool. But they're not in this set. You know? I don't know. I guess they didn't get the rights to that or whatever.
1: Ah, uh, I should have gave it to Gamera treatment.
0: Yeah, they should have.
1: Fucking prigs.
0: Grant, you know, Gamera, he's only got what? How many movies was that? Seven?
1: There was no, there was more than seven movies for sure.
0: good. Yeah, let's just give him a business card.
1: Nah, Joe. Shit. I watched uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic End of Days. Have you (laughs) seen this one?
0: I've seen it like a long time back when it first came out on cable, but I really don't remember it all that well.
1: That's because it is lame and forgettable as fuck, Joe. So uh it's 1979, we're at the Vatican, we see, you know, all the NAMLA members together talking about, oh, we need to, we need to kill this child because he's going to birth the Antichrist. And fucking the main guy's just like, no, 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 we have to protect the child from getting knocked up to give birth from the Antichrist. (laughs) 20 years later, 1999, oh shit, the millennium's coming. (laughs) <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's an ex-cop who's a security guy now, but uh, not like a motherfucker who uh, stands out in front of the Verizon store or something like that. not like, <laughs> like
0: security at?
1: It's like a bodyguard type of oh, type of guys. That's yeah. right. So it's him and his partner Kevin Pollock. They're a couple of security. I could have held it if you didn't smirk. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, they're detailing this guy that turns out to be the devil, and it's it's
0: just...
1: (laughs) It's Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking going up against a guy who's in a business suit who's the devil. And at the end, he jumps on his sword. And there was a cool Stan Winston sculpture I seen. Because at the beginning, it said, creature effects. But I didn't say that. It was just text. But <laughs> Stan Winston Studios, all badass and cool. I tried to say it like that shit like a dick. I'm a little kid. Anyways, so I'm just like, ah, I've been sitting through this movie for a while. Where the fuck are these Stan Winston effects? So I looked it up, and I was just like, oh, shit, that sculpture and fucking thing they built looked fucking awesome. It's just a bastardized CGI version of it they show for a couple seconds. And, yeah, you would think, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting the devil would be cool. That's why I watched it. It's fucking not.
0: Had you not seen this one before?
1: Mm Mm-mm. Right. I have not uh besides Predator and Hercules in New York I don't think there's uh any other Arnold Schwarzenegger shit I give a fuck about I Terminator shit I seen when I was a wee lad I don't really give a fuck about that shit So uh yeah JCVD for life ho I guess that's what I'm trying
0: to say. <laughs> I'll there, you know, yeah, I got to do my stretches.
1: <laughs> yeah, this shit was just kind of, kind of fucking lame. So finished.
0: I'm gonna tear something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's too bad. Uh... I watched a made-for-TV film, Tom, called The Gladiator, directed by Abel Farrar, uh who uh, is known for making movies about New York that take place in New York that are very of New York. But this one takes place in L.A., and it stars Ken Wall, the guy that used to be in the TV show Wise Guy. And... Uh, he always plays like an Italian goomba type guy, you know. Watch your
1: fucking mouth.
0: And then this one, he's a guy that's uh I guess his parents died or something and he's taking care of his younger brother, you know. He's he's a mechanic and all and his brother's just going to get his license. So, you know, one night he takes him out and uh going to let him drive a little, you know. There's a maniac on in the their streets, Tom. There's a guy driving around in a souped-up Challenger, you know, a Dodge Challenger. Fucking nice-looking car. And that guy just starts ramming them, fucking ramming them, and ramming them. So they're trying to get away, and they speed up. Oh, shit, here comes a semi. Ken Wall wakes up, you know, a couple of weeks later in the hospital, you know. Hey, where's my brother? He didn't make it. So Ken Wall is pretty depressed, you know, he doesn't know what to do. He's driving around at nights, you know, and just looking at how people are driving drunk, being all shitty and everything. He says, well, fuck, I got to do something about this. So he soups up his truck, you know, and, and puts like a grappling hook on his truck. And if he sees somebody driving, you know, drunk, swerving around, you know, he'll like, hey, pull over. I'm making a citizen's arrest. Fuck you, buddy. And uh, so he'll just, you know, get out the old grappling hook and control it somehow inside. You know, it turns and it shoots the hook through them and he'll just drag them to the side and call the cops on them. You know, the cops are upset. Cops never like a vigilante on the streets, Tom. They don't. You let the cops do their job, you know. But he's also hoping that maybe he's going to run into this guy that... Uh, That's just been killing people and his souped up Dodge Charger that nobody can seem to fucking find anywhere, even though there's not a whole lot of those on the streets of L.A., I'm sure. But fuck, you know, he's killed a couple of more people, you know, running them off the road, running them into shit to where their car just fucking explodes midair for no reason, you know. And uh, eventually, Tom, when he's about to give this whole thing up, you know, because they got him now, they're calling him the Gladiator. And, you know, the city's divided. Hey, is he a hero or is he a menace? You know, I don't know. They need a good editorial or two on him. But uh, he does. He does run into this guy, Tom. And uh, there's a long car chase, you know, and souped-up car versus a souped-up truck. And, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but wall stops him. Doesn't kill him. Stops him cops roll up here's the guy to kill my brother and then they arrest them both the end it's all right it's a thing of its time very definitely uh abel ferrara if you watch any of his movies you know he likes doing these shots where you know people are driving new york and you'll see all the people on the streets and the signs and everything so he couldn't resist that shit When Ken Wall is driving through Hollywood or whatever, downtown Hollywood, you know, just all the neon and all that shit. Uh, Ken Wall, I don't know, he's a he he can play one character, you know, but he's good at that. He's probably not even acting. But uh, he married one of the Barbie twins, man. You got to give him props for that shit. Right. Right. The fucking Barbie twins. You remember those hoes?
1: I do not.
0: Shit, Tom, where the fuck were you?
1: Probably in my dad's ball bag.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. The gladiator.
1: Joe, I watched a movie called Imps. It stands for fucking something. Immorality. Pictures show some fucking bullshit. I don't know. It's uh. It's like a Kentucky Fried movie or one of these but uh, with like horror uh, smut, let's call it and uh, like of it's time parody sketches. Um, man, like the No Ma'am guys from fucking uh, Buried with Children. This would probably be one of their favorite fucking movies. Like if you like of their time, pornography stars. I'm sure this one is filled with them because of every other sketch things happen, which uh, you would enjoy, Joe. Right. That's why I I suggested this one to you. As like halfway through, I'm like, yeah, hey, this one seems like it's right up Joe's alley. It's like if you were around that time. I'm And this came out, like, if not you, but, like, the collective you out there, if you were, like, a person of that time, you probably would have thought this was funny as shit. But for some reason, it got shelved to, like, 2009, so you got this early 80s fucking titty skit spoof fucking thing that uh just got shelled for years and years and years but uh there's people you know in it fred willard linda blair uh that one guy that other dude uh i just can't remember right now because i watched this so many days ago and if we don't spit it out soon i just forget it if it's not spectacular but it's funny uh they do the uh how many Pollocks does it take to screw in a light bulb joke? And they fucking act it out in live action. I fucking laughed my balls off at that shit. Uh but yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty funny shit and uh whack offable if that's the kind of thing you're into. So it's on Tubi. Uh, I think I started watching it on the old Roku channel, and then that froze, so I went to Tubi. But uh, yeah, Imps, I M P S. It's definitely worth a watch if you like like skit sketch comedy, and especially if like watching movies in the '80s—that was your heyday and shit. I think uh, it's worth checking out, especially for you. I think you would fucking get a get a kick out of it.
0: I will watch Imps. Um, So I finished up this set, the Baba, whatever, with uh, the last film on it is Kill, baby. Kill. And uh, yeah, I know I've been giving Baba pretty, you know, like the rundown and stuff just not that good. Well, fuck, this movie's really good. This one surprised the shit out of me. Uh, this is about a coroner, you know, a dead body guy that uh, go. He's been called to this village to do an autopsy on some chick that died under mysterious circumstances. And uh, he does, he does an autopsy and uh, and finds that like, somebody had put a, a coin in this lady's heart. But I guess he didn't, you know, because they would have had to have cut in there, right, to get that there. Wouldn't there have been, like, fucking scar tissue and shit? Anyway, that's beyond the point. Anyway, well, who's killing all these people? Well, fuck, there's this little girl that he keeps seeing. And uh, turns out that little girl's a ghost that the whole fucking town is afraid of. Yeah, and this little girl just pops up, looks in people's windows, and they see her. Oh, fuck, oh, No, you know, I'm going to die. It's a silly, you know, little girls. And uh, it's cool, man. It it fucking looks good. You know, the story is actually decent. You know, if. uh, Well, I guess the other ones were kind of ghost stories or resurrected witches or whatever. But those weren't good. You know, those are his fucking big movies. Black Sunday and Black Sabbath. This movie kicks the fuck out of those. I would recommend this shit. And then skip all that other stuff, you know, any giallos or whatever. I still got another box of this pricks movies that I'm going to have to go through. But maybe I'll take a week off of Baba. Or maybe not. Should I just run through it just to fucking get it out of there and sell these fucking sets somewhere on the cheap? Yeah, next show I'm at, you can look for the old Baba set if that's something in your intel. Oh, yeah, you got to watch Baba. He's a god, as somebody said on one of my Facebook posts. I don't know about that. This guy is, uh, this is one for five on this set. One for five on this whole fucking set. And that's really disappointing, man. Uh, I'm glad I never bought any books on the guy, you know, but cause I know if I did, they'd be like that essay I talked about, you know, talking about how, what he is doing with the lighting and how it's supposed to reflect the inner turmoil of somebody's soul or some bullshit like that. Uh, Hey, this was just a good movie. The lighting was good. The cinematography was good. I'll give it to her. uh You made one good movie that I've seen so far.
1: Joe, speaking of just burning through movies and getting them done, I watched Return to the 36th Chamber. Uh... This one stars the guy from the last movie, but he's not playing the guy from the last movie. He's playing like a grifter who's pretending to know Kung Fu to help save a village from a tyrant who's like their boss at a textile mill or some shit. And then uh, the boss finds out that he's a fucking uh, liar he's a no good liar (laughs) so then he goes and trains Kung Fu and then comes back and saves the day, the end, it fucking sucks and then Ty came over he said, oh shit Shaw Brothers, you like that shit? I said, fuck no, as soon as I'm done watching these it's yours except for one disc (laughs) so it all worked out But yeah, uh, the first one was okay. This one was not. Their shitty, quaint little sets got old quick. The shit made it look like it was made in the 60s. It was made in the early 80s. Like when they went off the sets and out into the world, did their little romping around in the woods and shit. It's like, oh, all right, yeah, this looks like an 80s movie and shit now. I could see that. Get off these sets and just... Go fucking romp around in a cornfield, or whatever the fuck you got to do to get off those goddamn sets. But oh fuck this movie, right in the butt. This kind, it's like a comedy, and it's mm, buffoonery.
0: (laughs) Special features? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely not your thing, man. Yeah, I was very oh, no. when you bought the set, but uh, all right, Tom. It's a special month, man. Mm. You know, uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it yet. You're usually good about uh, talking about this kind of thing, but it's Black History Month, Tom. Huh? And in uh, recognition of that, I watched Mister Untouchable. This is the. Uh, story of Nicky Barnes and he was a drug kingpin in New York in the 70s and uh, he made all kinds of money because he was hooked up with the Italians there you know so they let him operate certain areas you know he would get drugs from them on credit resell it on the streets pay them back make a million here a million there he builds up his crew all that shit gets real fucking cocky and, uh, you know, poses for a news magazine. And then Jimmy Carter says, hey, what the fuck you letting this guy do? He's just fucking rubbing it in our faces. You know, there's a heroin crisis, you fucks. Y'all take him down. They do. They take him down. He goes to prison. While he's in prison, his wife finds out that he had this young, hot fucking mistress all this time. She says, fuck you, dude. So she starts fucking around with this, you know, a guy from his crew. He gets pissed and says, You know what? I'm snitching out all you motherfuckers. He does. He snitches them all out. They all go to prison. He gets in the witness protection program. And uh I guess that's how he's living now, because they just show him in the shadows all. He's just talking in the shadow. This guy's a fucking snitch, man. You know? Could you
1: tell if he had stitches or not.
0: No. I couldn't tell because he was in the shadows, you see. Uh, but this is not the greatest documentary. It's very cheaply done. It's kind of like a highlight reel. That's what it felt like. You know, it zooms past this shit or that shit. They show the same pictures over and over and over in the thing. There's some good music in it, you know, interspersed. I guess that's where they spent all their money is on the music. And, uh, yeah, not really good. Uh, I guess in some uh, places this guy is still looked on as a as a hero, you know, of the underworld or whatever. He's fucking snitch, man. You snitch out your fucking crew. Oh well. What are you gonna do?
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think I just got one more, and I don't really want to talk about it. It's called Fourth of July. It's like a slice of life movie directed by uh, Louis C.K., and uh, it has some New York comedians in it. It's all right.
0: (laughs) Oh, Louis C.K., what happened to that guy?
1: Uh, He's back. Is he? he Yep, I guess. He was all right. I was never the biggest fan, but uh, the guy who wrote it and starred in it, Joe List, he's all right. I guess it's just a bunch of all right motherfuckers. Nick DiPaolo's in it. He's funny. It's probably the funniest part of the movie, but it's okay. Don't watch it, Joe. Uh, Roop came
0: over on Friday, and me and him, we get together. We always watch some music. Uh, documentaries and shit. So we watched Sepultura, Chaos AD. So it was Brazilian week around here because these guys are Brazilian, you know. But they sing in English because they know where you know, fucking heavy metal spends money in the good old U.S. of fucking A, baby. Uh, so what this does is it collects three different video cassette releases of concerts, and the the first one was in Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. And then the second one was in uh, in Donnington, Tom, which is in England. And uh, so that place, it just looks like a big fucking mess. You know, it's like Donnington Castle. So I guess the outside is a castle and the inside is just gutted, you know, just a big fucking courtyard. And a lot of people have played there. You know, there's a I got two live albums from Dio that were recorded there. But as they show this crowd, you know, jamming out, you know, who are you here for? Sepultura! We're here for Sepultura! What else? Sepultura, mate, uh, is what they're saying. But they're drinking from these fucking big plastic containers, you know? They're just fucking doing that.
1: What and were then- they doing?
0: <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. Then they showed this guy pissing in a different container, you know, or one of those containers. So... I got a hold of my buddy, David. You know, hey, mate, you ever go watch a show in Donnington? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've watched maybe five different shows there. And uh, so he told me the shows, you know, he saw Dio play there. And he saw some other bands. And there was one that was weird. It was like Metallica and just some fucking heavy bands. But headlining it was Bon Jovi. (laughs) <laughs> which was like a weird combination but i asked him so people were drinking from these plastic jugs and shit he said yeah that's part of the donington experience is like the thing is like you didn't want to lose your place in line going for a drink you know going to the bar so you'd take these big fucking jugs and you would drink from it and you also didn't want to lose your place you know by the stage going to the loo so after you were done you would piss on it in it and then you would just toss it. He said there was no moment that he said that you couldn't look back. And there was just these things just flying around with fucking liquid spraying all over. So it was a big fucking uh, – it was a water sports along with the with the show. But uh, hey, that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, in case you needed another fucking reason to hate white people. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I don't think I'll be going to watch a show in Donington. Plus I'm too old for fucking big festivals like that anyway. I want to fucking stand out there with a bunch of people, and uh, the last one is about the Roots album, which is a a badass album. I like this band a lot. You know, I just I don't know if I talked about it last week, but I went to go see uh, the main guy from this band with his, him and his son's new band. Go ahead and die. Uh, good shit, man.
1: Those so I- uh, those shirts were all around back in the day, those orange camo shirts with the centipede or whatever the fuck was on it. Yeah. Uh... And uh, I saw them once at a tattoo the earth festival and I thought their bad name was Sepultura.
0: (laughs) Sepultura.
1: And that is all I know about those guys.
0: So the second one we watched, it's called Welcome to Your Funeral. It is the story of Rigor Mortis, which is a heavy metal band here from the Dallas area. I am not from the Dallas area. Uh, So I listened to metal and I heard these guys. I thought they were fucking great. And they were in competition with Pantera at the time, who was just coming up. But Pantera was a glam band at the time. They had teased hair and shit.
1: They that had another a, uh, word for racist?
0: They had a guitar. you know. They they uh, wore the spandex and all that shit. So these guys were doing real metal. Eventually, Pantera would too. But uh, it's all about these guys, their formation of the band and uh, struggles along the way. This and that shit, and what Dallas was like at that time with the with the metal scene. So it's interesting. It's it's uh it's it's pretty fucking good but it's narrated by phil and who is the singer now from pantera that guy you shouldn't have him narrate shit because he talks like this tom you know it's trying to be a tough sounding voice and he is talking about the heavy riffs that came out of rigor mortis it it's just distracting you know it's just not good uh so Bruce Corbett, who was the singer, I met him. I bought this off of him.
1: Because <laughs> he needed the money?
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> End this. They got signed by, uh, by Capitol Records, which Capitol Records is fucking huge, right? So you think you're going to be on Easy Street. Uh, I think maybe the week after that, it doesn't go into that in this one, but... And that's why this is part one. They were supposed to do a part two. The week after that, they were performing a show, a big fight, uh, broke out and the guy got stabbed like five times in the back, like real critical shit. And so Caesar style. that fucked them up, you know, that fucked. Uh, and then, you know, as bands tend to do, they stopped getting along. They went their separate ways. And, uh, then they started to reform, get their shit together. They're a little older. And unfortunately, uh, Bruce was diagnosed with cancer, and from then on, it was just like, yeah, he was really trying to push this at the end, and uh, he was humbled, you know, not as cocky or as, like, fucking ready to start fights, I guess, after getting stabbed five times and then, you know, having the esophagus cancer or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, sadly, you know, it fucking it took him out, And uh, but this is a good testament. This is uh, really, if you're into metal... And if you can find a copy of this, maybe it's on Housecore Horror's website. I'm not sure. It should be. Fuck it. You know, uh, I highly recommend it. If you're into, into fucking metal from the time, check it out. Then, Tom, because, uh, you know, it's Black History Month, right? What? Yeah. So I watched a film called, a film called Blacks Can't Swim.
1: What the fuck did you just say?
0: Well, that's what the film's called. And, uh, I thought this was just going to be some goofy shit, you know, some funny stuff. And it is at the beginning, you know, it talks about, uh, it's, he's interviewing people, you know, Hey, how do you feel about swimming? You know, and it's like, well, no, I don't, I don't swim, you know, it's, uh, and it's in Britain. So it's, you know, these black folks talking with that British accent, which is real weird. Uh,
1: always laugh
0: no, all of them because some of them are from jamaica and some of them are there from ghana or wherever so there's different accents but uh everybody's trying to sound british i think you know i think that's the thing once you get there you got to try to sound british you know to fit in when in like
1: because you know he came from peru but he, he's all talking like this mate
0: um mm-hmm. uh, and it's a there's a framing sequence with this guy that's just fucking scared because there's weather reports that it's gonna flood real bad. So and he can't fucking swim, you know. So he buys a Gucci life jacket. and He's wearing it twenty four seven, you know. And it's just about him trying to overcome his fear. But he's talking to people, and they're talking about you know the stereotypes. So, so oh no, well. And some of them don't even realize it's a stereotype. Like one guy's talking about, hey, no, well, we have genetically heavier bones. So we tend to sink and we can't swim. And, you know, how dare
1: you say to, that?
0: I'll cut to somebody else and say, no, nah, that's bullshit, man. That's just a fucking uh, stereotype that has been propagated for so long that even some of us believe it. You know, uh, talks about how the chlorine in swimming pools fucks with their hair real bad. You know, or fucks with their skin, and that's so people are like, nah, I didn't fucking want to go to, to fucking uh, the swimming pool because then you know it takes forever to get my hair back in order or whatever.
1: Okay, so, you know, back in the day, it was a much more racist time, you see. It was. Ah, uh, do you think chlorine? Was originally used to keep them out.
0: I don't know. Fuck, you know, I would think it's used because people are going to be pissing in the pool and just to like fucking kill all those germs and shit. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know shit about swimming pools.
1: You know, you're Mexican, so you know a little bit about swimming.
0: Assume that we all know how to fucking swim real good. I can swim, but if there's like a heavy current, I'm fucking dead. You know? What
1: if there's a little bit of barbed wire? Is it spooky? Yeah,
0: I'm going to get all fucking tangled up in that shit. <laughs> and then they're going to come along and shoot me like I'm Don Johnson or something, you know?
1: Oh, luckily I'm white and our people grew up fucking dolphins so I can swim my nuts off.
0: That's what they say. And yeah, with this little white girl, and she swam like a dolphin. Is that, that was <laughs> that comparison that they made in this, uh... So, yeah, this was disappointing because it wasn't as funny as I was hoping for. You know, because I'm a prick and I just want to laugh at people. That It didn't work out for me this time. (laughs) So then, Tom, I made a little trip down under, you see. Australia after dark. And this is from our good, good friends at Intervision. A subsidiary. Of Severin Films. Uh, This is one of those Mondo movies, Tom, that uh, shows you strange and bizarre things from different places in the world. You know, like... Get this. You're not going to believe this. They show a gay wedding in this, Tom.
1: Did you puke?
0: They show Aborigines drinking beer, like it's going out of style. And, well, they have one prick walking around with a gibber doo or whatever the fucking thing. That pissed me off. Uh, they showed the biggest, longest bar in the world is uh, in Australia at the time. I don't know if it's still now. They show a witch's coven, Tom. People practicing <laughs> witchcraft. They show an erotic art museum, Tom they show an artiste type
1: what was in that museum Joe
0: uh pictures of fucking Kama Sutra shit and I don't know it's fucking lame um uh, they show this guy painting women by throwing paint on them and then they roll around on the canvas you know because that's fucking I don't know man this was made in 1975 maybe that shit was shocking or titillating then that ain't shit now man this is fucking anywhere you go you can step out and say, hey hey what's up you know you know all my gay friends walking by you know. <laughs> pretty good uh oh
1: my they, god they know how to speak
0: then they show <laughs> what was the guy's name in rocky howard picture frankenfurter type guy that like sings a song or something and i don't know uh A lot of it takes place during the day, so the title's a bunch of bullshit. I can't recommend this. Not good. Not good.
1: So I thought these Mondo movies had something to do with big fat tits. That's not the case.
0: Well, I mean, I guess they couldn't find anybody, but there's a lot of tits in this, but they're not big fat ones. You know, Uh, there's this one chick that's like snorkeling. Topless and everything, and or fucking just totally naked, and uh she's got a nice body. But I was bored with all the fucking nudity in this. It was just like nothing. Like man, Australia doesn't seem the place to be at all. Fuck that. Yeah.
1: They're probably you know soiled by those dirty abo bastards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would, but you just did. <laughs>
1: Oh shit! Luckily, they don't have Black History Month in Australia.
0: I don't know. It seems like a really racist place. Uh, uh, because I need a beer to talk about this.
1: Head on over to Fast Custom Shirts, hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs, all reasonably priced. Horror, sci-fi, exploitation, custom work. If you want a custom shirt, you just hit them up, and maybe they'll have time to do it for you. Well, yep, I, bills back.
0: To do a banner, which uh, I'll hopefully get to. This it's been a busy week, Tom. Real fucking yeah. busy. Uh,
1: I understand. It has been busy. That's why mine doesn't look that much better, Joe. But uh, Head on over to dwnproductions.net masks bus props custom work. (laughs) And then head on over to Tooby and check out Race War the Remake.
0: (laughs) So, Tom, I have this like ADD thing, right, that I got to go through each of the streaming services that are on my roku and i'll watch a movie from this one one then movie from this one interspersed with dvds you know it's just like i gotta go in order so one of the ones i always dread getting to is the disney app you know it's like well what the fuck's on here that i even want to watch well shit i never watched the rest of this spider-man trilogy with this one guy that i forgot his name and I remember not liking that first one that he did, the one with the lizard.
1: Really, Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, the cat.
0: Really didn't like it, so had no desire to watch Amazing Spider-Man's two. But fuck, it was either that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Careful, Tom. Don't don't shock yourself. Uh. Or the Eternals. So or Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or the fucking group story. Um, so I went went ahead and it's like, hey, we cover Spider-Man's a lot on the show. It's like I should fucking watch it. So click on it. Two hours and twenty minutes. Something like that. I don't know if it was exactly that long, but it, it had a long runtime.
1: Two hours and twenty-two minutes, Joe. <laughs> oh fuck.
0: <laughs> okay so it starts out Spider-Man's is uh swinging around the city and it looks like shit it looks really bad the daytime scenes that they show with this you know they it just looks really uh cgi and green screened you know it looks a lot better later in the film when they're do- doing this shit in the dark or in a fucking room or something but man, I've already forgotten a lot of this movie. Uh, he saves a guy and it, it's a Jamie Foxx and Jamie Foxx is a, uh, he works for Oscorp or something, you know, I forget what they call the company.
1: He's an electrician.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and since Spider-Man saved him, he's like really into Spider-Man's, you know, it was like, Oh, you know, in his mind, they're best friends and shit. And, uh,
1: Yeah, I don't want to say that uh, he's autistic, because uh, I might be talking shit about autistic people, but uh, Jamie Foxx definitely uh, is some kind of fucking retarded in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: that's unfortunate.
0: I don't know, Uh, what's her name? This is Gwen Stacy in these movies. Yes. Job at Oscorp too. You know, she just graduated. She's trying to go to college overseas, though. But in the meantime, she's going to work at Oscorp. Uh, oh, the movie started with his parents dying in a fucking plane wreck. You know, <laughs> they sent themselves some fucking information on a computer. I didn't know what the fuck was going on there, and didn't care.
1: See, her, his mother was studying spiders in the jungle. Right before she died.
0: (laughs) Wait. Mother on the plane with him? With the dad?
1: Yeah. The dad. His name was Dick Parker.
0: Yeah. So it's always like throwing me for a loop. You know, because I always thought that was real shitty in the comics. I thought it was bullshit when I saw it in a cartoon. Like they were spies or something. But now that we've actually read those annuals or whatever, oh, fuck, they were spies in the comic, too. What a prick I am, you know? But goddamn, that's stupid. Anyway.
1: Make these movies more like the comics.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Jamie Foxx, they tell him, hey, go fix this shit up there. Okay. He goes up there. And this whole fucking building, Tom, is powered by electric eels.
1: That's right. (laughs) Very hungry electric eels.
0: Uh, So he plugs this thing back in. You know, this thing had gotten loose somehow. He just has to plug it in. Then he's shocked. He gets the shock of his life and he dies. But uh, he
1: doesn't die. He gets zapped and falls a couple stories into a pool of eels and they bite his fucking dick off. And it turns him into a fucking supervillain. A supervillain named Electro.
0: Where the fuck do you get that shit?
1: Joe, this is a collector's edition Blu-ray set you see. And the- you pop this open and you got your Blu-ray, your 3D Blu-ray, and your DVD in there. You got it for $15. And I said, oh, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I got to get this. <laughs> so I did. And all these years later, it worked out.
0: Uh, when Stacy dumps Peter Park. He goes and talks to his buddy uh, Harry Osborne because that guy's dude uh, dad just died, and
1: uh, <laughs> he didn't just die. He started turning into Warwick Davis. He got this <coughs> goblinitis disease where it slowly turns him into a fucking leprechaun or some shit. It's fucking dumb, goddamn idiotic shit everything with fucking Harry Osborne in this movie fucking sucks a big dick.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Harry Osborn thinks, well shit, now I got that disease cause it's genetic. Uh, but it can be cured if I have some Spider-Man's blood. I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, he eventually gets Spider Man's blood or some blood, some kind of fucking thing. The shit that he turns gets Spider-Man the venom. Yeah. And he injects that and now he fucking goes crazy and gets the fucking green goblin exoskeleton that was being developed. I don't know. That shit-
1: he doesn't wear a mask or anything. No. He looks like that dickhead in Leprechaun three who got bit and starts turning into a fucking leprechaun
0: man. <laughs> uh but you know what? There's some cool shit in this. Like when uh, his first confrontation with Electro, Spider-Man does some fucking heroic shit. He's saving people, you know? And it looks pretty cool. And it's like, well, fuck yeah. That's what Spider-Man's supposed to be about. You know, doing all this shit, not getting really a whole lot of credit for it. But the crowd loves him, Tom, in this. You know, they dig. And its I guess it's nice. But uh, in all these movies... Spider-Man's is a lot more likable than he is in the comics we've been reading. You know, close up close up to issue 200 we're at now. And uh, Spider-Man's is not likable. I used to like Spider-Man's a lot. And uh, yeah, rereading all this shit. is like, God damn, is he a fucking miserable prick? Uh, but in the movies, uh, this guy, this Andrew Garfield, he's quite likable, Tom. Seems like a, a nice young chap.
1: Yep, he's the bloke, all right you could tell because he's putting on his fucking Ninja Turtle Brooklyn accent and shit. Hey, I'm walking here. Fuck.
0: Yeah, that's my, my one thing. You know, he's got this big hair that uh, just doesn't seem right with me. It's like, what are you fucking starting a doo band or something? You know? No. That shit don't work. Uh, Movie's not fucking great, but it's all right. You know? It's maybe now my second favorite Spider-Man's movie. I know would that, you, but
1: what do you think about that magical part where it's uh, Gwen Stacy's death and Spider-Man shoots a web and it's a little hand?
0: So that was fucking stupid, but they immediately made up for that by having her fucking slam her head on the fucking floor. I was like, "Holy shit, yeah, baby!" You know, they killed the fuck out of it. If they would have had some blood come out. That would have been... Well, it came
1: crazy. out of her nose.
0: <laughs> uh It's like, yeah, that bitch is dead. I didn't see that, you know, because I, I didn't read anything on these movies. I didn't know that they actually went through the with Gwen Stacy dying, but fuck, that was even better than it was in the comic, you know? Fuck yeah, man. But yeah, that little fucking web hand. In <laughs> <that> was...
1: <laughs> the big thing of uh, this movie, like part of the promotion, this one and the first one, It was like, oh, these movies are so great. They're so good. The director's name, his last name is Webb. (laughs) That's why we picked him. You see? Oh, all right. Bricks.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's got a lot of shitty stuff in it. Uh, I thought the Green Goblin was the worst they could do, and then the fucking Rhino comes out at the end. Uh, but I didn't know it was to Paul Giamatti, you know, until I fucking uh, looked up the cast later. It's like, what? Who Who is he? Wait the fuck. He was the rhino? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I fucking seen this in theaters and uh, I fucking hated it. I, I thought it was laughably bad. But uh, going back and watching it now, it's like, yeah, it's all right. There's some good stuff in there. Like the scene with uh, old PP and Aunt May. She's just like, you my boy. Don't you ever forget it, you son bitch. I was like, oh, that's a good scene right there. And them in the graveyard at the funeral, that was some good shit too. And uh, like you said, most of the Spider-Man stuff's pretty fucking good. But god damn, do all the villains look like shit and fucking max rebo or what the fucking ever his name is the big blue bitch he's acting like a fucking retarded person i don't know so i mean there's there's some good shit for sure but not as bad as i thought but there there's still a lot of fucking garbage in this movie
0: there is like the whole shit uh that never comes to anything you know with him seeing uh Fireman Stacy's ghost, or whatever, the fuck, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you're gonna, you know, they should have had him come out more in the movie, like right after she dies. They could have had him like leaning over, <laughs>
1: smoking a cigarette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, did
1: you? Yeah, it was, it's all right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not not a fucking total waste of time. Oh, shit. Tom, you like video games? Uh, no. They're for children. How about movies based on video games?
1: Mm, as long as it's not that third Mortal Kombat one.
0: Well, we delved into our third <laughs> Dennis Haysburg movie. Dead Rising Endgame. Fuck you, Avengers. The Dead Rising franchise. First. This is a continuation of the last one. You know, people uh, were getting a Zombrex chip. If they were infected, it would keep them... uh, It would, uh, I don't know, give them a dose of Zombrex every day and keep that uh, virus in check. But the... Military, they got some other plans and now. You know, they figure, hey, fuck it, let's just make them all blow up and die. You know, or all fucking, let's kill them. You know, we got
1: overdose the-
0: them. Yeah, you know, so we got this uh program that's gonna do it at a certain time. You know, the reporter from the first one, he stumbles onto that shit. Holy shit, we got so many hours to save the fucking day. Boop, boop, boop. You get a little timeline that pops up on the screen every once in a while, telling us exactly how much time they got left. Uh, yeah, and that's the movie. They got to go invade the computer place and fucking uh, stop the program from happening. Occasionally, there's some zombies that pop up, but they don't look like the zombies in the last movie. You know, they look like uh, like vampires, I guess. You know, kind of pale skin.
1: They look uh, very cheap, very, very cheap, kind of puffy. Yeah. Uh, Not good. One of the zombies I noticed because of the frame was so fucking weird. Why they did it like this, I don't know. But, uh, like, you see a zombie on an operating table, and they're naked except for uh, underwear, and you see just, like, a bulge. And then it pans over and you see tits. And then you think, oh, so progressive ahead of its time. Odd choice, but okay.
0: Uh, And again, I told you my pet peeve or one of my pet peeves with zombie movies. And this one has a fucking zombie in a wedding dress. You know, just momentary. But that shit's just fucking stupid. Uh, They took out the humor aspect in this one and that was probably the thing i liked most about the last one which is you know like wait a minute joe you don't like horror comedy but these aren't horror movies you know these are like wannabe action movies i would say and without that element in this one this is just a fucking boring movie you know it's just like it slogs fucking through and you don't give a shit about what they're doing you don't give a shit about any of the characters uh They got Billy Zane in there for some some stupid reason. And he's not even trying. Uh, Dennis Hazel. Yeah,
1: I don't get all these people. They're just like, oh, Billy Zane. I love Billy Zane. I don't get it. He's a fucking man, and he wears a scarf. To me, that's, well, fuck this dude. But that's Uh, just me.
0: And, yeah, that's all there is to it. There's not much he he uses the weapon that's on the cover of the video game they show the video game in one scene um, they
1: did in the last movie too and then you're fucking when you're talking last or he's like oh yeah the point of this game is you combine shit and make weapons all right let's put that fucking scene in this movie again kill some fucking time
0: um, and
1: uh instead of being like Dawn of the Dead zombies, like it was in the first one. Now they're like fucking twenty eight day later zombies, where they're all fast and shit.
0: Well, they were pretty fast yeah. movie too. You know, depending I
1: forgot it.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll say this: the stunt people were working their ass off. You know there there were some really good falls and shit like that, and but it's shitty that. Like I'm taking the time to notice it Because there's nothing else that's fucking going on In this movie that really Grabs my attention Uh, Yeah this one sucks
1: Yep it was uh, Fucking lame Just came off like Some shitty episodic TV show like Ooh, Spooky 24 or something It just It fucking sucked and it was Lame and I'll never shop here again, Joe.
0: Fuck you, Crackle.
1: But that's alright. We got some good shit coming up, Joe. In honor of Black History Month and a little more, we're going to watch some fucking good shit and do the Rudy Ray Moore movies. Surprisingly, they are all streaming. So... Good shit.
0: What are we starting with?
1: Dolomite. And then we're doing human tornado, disco godfather, and then uh or no Petey Wheat Straw, then Disco Godfather, then uh Shaolin Dolomite, and then Dolomite Explosion, aka Dolomite 2000. All right. Maybe I'll uh rewatch old big money hustlers sometime <laughs> thrown in there oh shit sorry i am it's been a long day and i'm tired i'm just not feeling the big 400 episode but that's all right because we have a fantastic amazing issue of spider-man but before we get into that joe read some fucking other spider-man shit
0: marvel team up spider-man's teams up with a. Uh the Black Widow, but she doesn't know who she is. You know, she's got amnesia type shit and shield is hunting her down. And at the end of it, they shoot her and they shoot Spider-Man's kind of a weird cliffhanger over in Peter Parker, spectacular Spider-Man's he's fighting with carry on again, or he's remember, carry on's revealed to be the clone of professor Warren. And uh, he made a, an amoeba that's going to fucking take over Spider-Man's. So this amoeba's all crawling on Spider-Man's. Oh, but things fuck up. And he, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Thought Carrion was a cool looking character, but this story just sucked and it really didn't go anywhere. And who gives a shit? So amazing Spider-Man's. We're introduced to a new character, um, a thief, a cat burglar. You could say she calls herself the black cat. And she's recruiting people to help her do something. What's she trying to do? She's trying to bust somebody out of prison. Why? We don't know. We do know because we know her name from reading other shit. Her last name is Hardy. Well, she's busting some old man named Hardy out of prison. And, you know, yeah, that's her dad. Uh, I guess in Fantastic Four, Peter Parker got hired by that other newspaper and he's working from them now, and they're treating him real good. And uh, I
1: think it was brought up in the last issue.
0: All right. Um, his buddies come to talk to him, old fucking Flash and Harry, and he's just a dick to them, you know. Like I said, hey, we were throwing you that party. Where was you? Get off my back. Uh, he's a dick, man. He's just a shitty, unlikable character. Fuck Spider Man's. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is
1: issue- uh, wanted, you know, these guys always say, Oh, Spider-Man's an unlikable dick. Oh, well, this issue's a pretty good example.
0: Yeah, we're not making this shit up. We're not saying it to be edgy. Read this shit. You know, and people that say, you know, and I've said this over and over the past few weeks, that oh no, we well, like because he had real problems. No, he made all his fucking problems. <laughs> Uh, the dude in the nursing home still wants something from Aunt May's house. We don't know, but he might fucking kill people.
1: There's a fucking treasure map or she knows where the riches are. Yeah. And he's fucking strong-arming the doctor and shit. Some dumb- yeah, I think he's fucking smacks him or some shit and does something. I This is kind of a blur to me, but I remember being shocked about something he did. I think he pulled out a gun and pistol-whipped him, maybe? I can't fucking remember.
0: Yeah, and then he made him suck his cock. He held a fucking... <laughs> um, yeah, pretty edgy. Uh, but, you know, he got Marv Wolfman writing, so...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Closing it in on issue 200 here.
1: But if we're going to be fair... For everything we read, I thought this issue was okay. There was a lot in it. You're setting... It's a key issue, Joe. Is. With I, the introduction of a new super villain, anti-hero.
0: Would go on to be raped once Kevin Smith fucking had her in a miniseries. A really shitty fucking miniseries.
1: I don't see how that could be if Kevin Smith wrote it. Did you know he drew it too? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I th- I think this this one was okay, which isn't saying much, but
0: like I said I have the issue, hopefully I won't have it for long cuz that's going into a box.
1: Oh, Joe. We've done a lot of lists in our days. We have And uh, we're going to count down some, some of our favorites.
0: Tom, at number five, I have the Hungarian composer Franz Liszt. You know, you probably know him from such pieces as Hungarian Rhapsody.
1: Oh shit! My number five is the list where you talked about that fucking shrimp drive-through or whatever the fuck you used to go through. You had to yell your order through a fucking piece <laughs> of PVC pipe. That. oh fuck that was silly shit
0: at number four uh, this isn't my list Tom no this is (laughs) Craigslist pretty good one Uh, I don't think I ever got anything from Craigslist but always cool to look shit up on there and see what you know what weird shit people were doing selling their ass I guess
1: My number 4 Joe It's uh it's a tie and it's when we did our fears our fears as children and our fears as adults <laughs> I thought those were pretty fun
0: and accurate <laughs> Tom at number 3 this is a pretty important one also not one of my lists not one of your lists this is a uh... Santa's list. You know, he keeps two of them, keeps a naughty list, you know, and a good list.
1: My number three is our best and worst of the year. Those are always fun. At
0: number two, and I know this is kind of weird, you know, because I don't fucking like lists. You know, I don't like doing the list part. But uh back in the eighties there was a book called The Book of Lists. And I read the fuck out of that. You know, it was just like interesting shit. Oh, you know, what has you know which countries drink the most beer and you know, which uh I don't know. It's just a list of anything you could think of. It was weird shit. They did three volumes of this fucking thing because it sold so well, Tom. The Book of Lists.
1: Well, Joe, my number two is the ones where we got drunk insane.
0: <laughs> Quite a few of those.
1: Those were sometimes fun.
0: <laughs> uh At number one, Tom, I drink a lot. You drink a lot. So if you're going to be talking to people, you know, in person, it's good that you have some Listerine with you, you know, take care of your breath problem, you know. Well,
1: unlike Joe, I'm not anti-Semitic, so my number one, Schindler's List.
0: Hmm. I'll say, if I had a thought to do uh, honorable mentions, I would say uh, the one you came up with this year, for the list of movies that we forgot about, I think that's really fucking good. And if, God forbid, we're doing lists at the end of next year, that should be a, a regular for yearly
1: Uh hey, if uh we're around next week, you got a list that we're that we're doing yeah, nope. no, all, right. Not. all right, then, everybody, I appreciate you listening to what I could only assume was a lackluster four hundredth episode, but I mean, I appreciate you guys checking this shit out for sure, you know you always. I can't say when we did it live we'd always see like the same names pop up so you know that was cool to see the people actually like the shit and you know you always see people sharing it especially old fucking excuse me old bootleg he's always spreading that shit around there so thanks for that and you know everybody else it's it's been a long, a long fucking time doing this show. <laughs> oh, but that's all right. I've also been doing this for a long, long time. So head on over to DWN Productions. Check out my artwork, masks, busts, props, custom work, all that good stuff. DWNproductions.net. And after that, head on over to Fast Custom Shirts. Hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs, all reasonably priced. Shockingly, shockingly reasonable. You can spend hours over there just adding stuff to your cart, which I suggest you do. So head on over to fastcustomshirts.com and then head on over to Tubi and check out my movie Race War the Remake and then make a little YouTube video on it of how much it sucks dick. <laughs> Joe, you got anything else you want to say or add besides hey everybody thanks for listening.
0: I don't feel just what you said, thanks. Yeah, thanks for uh taking some time to listen to two guys that are not film scholars talk about film and other shit.
1: I can barely speak. (laughs) But yeah, everybody, thank you. Hope you have a great week or whenever the fuck you watch this shit. And you know, hopefully everything works out and we'll be back here next week with what I can only imagine will be another Lackluster episode. But in the meantime, Oiga.